Welcome to Turn on a Dime podcast with your host, Hannah Osborne. Turn on a Dime is the hub for examining the effects of media and cancel culture and how they coincide with past and present political events. Every other week, we'll feature a guest with knowledge on politics, media, or a combination of the two. Tune in every Monday at 3 p.m. for Turn on a Dime podcast. And now here's your host, Hannah Osborne. Welcome back to Turn on a Dime podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Osborne, and this week we welcome fellow Piedmont University mass communication senior, Rowan Edmonds. Rowan, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, oh, okay. I like, so a little bit about me just in general. Yeah. Okay, well, like you said, I'm a senior at Piedmont. I'm graduating in May. I love to read. I like to work out. That's really fun for me, too. Well, what what is your familiarity with media, and what do you hope to oh. pursue in the future with a mass communications degree? See, that seems like important information. So with my degree, I really want to get into writing and producing. So maybe one day start off as like a writer or a, or a script writer for a TV series or even just for like a news company, just production wise with that right out of college. I do eventually want to get higher up into working in television. I would love to work for HBO, but that's not in the next three to five years. That's more like the 10 year plan. True. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'll be in one year, so fair. you're ahead of me. <laughs> um, so you definitely have a familiarity with media, mm-hmm. having majored in mass communications. What about politics? Oof. Uh, I'm not a super political person. I was raised in a household with a Democrat father and a Republican mother, so I've been raised to look at both sides of the story, look at each narrative. Um, you know, being only 21, I've only been really paying attention to politics for the past couple of years since I turned 18. You know, in the first Kemp versus Abrams election, I was still 17. It was a weird time because I was like a senior in high school, so some people could vote, some people mm-hmm. couldn't. And because I knew I couldn't, I just completely tuned out. I didn't really pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I kind of keep myself out of politics until it's like two weeks before you have to <laughs> vote. And I'm like, all right, I should probably do some research because I do believe, like, exercise your right to vote. But, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a political person. I have my beliefs, but I tend to keep them to myself because nobody's going to 100% agree with your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like represents a good part of our generation. I feel like Mm -hmm. everyone's pretty split of very dedicated to one side of the spectrum or, like, wants to distance themselves because... Yeah, and people nowadays are also just super sensitive about it, too. It's like Mm -hmm. if I'm, like oh, yeah, I've voted Republican before, or I've voted Democrat before. People were like, oh, I can't believe you've done that. I'm going to stop being friends with you. And I'm like, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what? with that in mind, mm-hmm. what would you consider your political mantra or just your political approach? When you see politics, mm-hmm. you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but mm-hmm. how do you think that everyone should look at politics? Oh, I mean, I think politics should be incredibly personal. And I think it should be what you specifically want, be it for yourself or for other people. It's completely up to you. But I think that when you vote, you should vote not because of what your mom or your dad or your best friend tells you, but vote for what Mm -hmm. you personally want to see happen, what you want to see change. Again, be it regarding Gun laws, abortion laws, money, stuff like that, you know, but I think that that should be personal for every single individual person. Which that's something I've honestly noticed 
I mean, I think this is probably common with all generations, but just everyone aligning themselves with what their parents believed Mm -hmm. until a certain point. Yeah, because, I mean, it's easy. Like, when I was younger, my dad would whisper in my ear, like, Democrat. My mom would be like, Republican. And I'm like, ah! (laughs) I don't know! Um, You know, now I just basically say that I'm an independent and I can see both views. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Which I think that's more unique to you because I think that a lot of people don't feel like they can have opinions on both sides of the spectrum like yeah the way that politics runs now you have to be committed to one side mm-hmm. or you're going to be disowned by that side yeah election time is a stressful time in my household you know my sister's 19 mm-hmm. but she like i don't think she's ever voted really but you know that's just mm-hmm. she's doing her own thing like yeah to each their own i guess but you know my parents are kind of like make little remarks and they're not super political people either at the end of the day their core beliefs about the world are very similar but they will bicker a lot. And I'm like, guys, come <laughs> on. Like, let's not tear each other's heads off. And then my mom's like, oh, are you, who are you voting for? And I'm like, I'm not telling anybody anything. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the room. Exactly. I'm like, oh, look at the time. I got to go walk my fish. <laughs> well, how do you think that growing up in the digital age as we have has affected these things? Because I do, I do believe that, like, a lot of people base their – political opinions off of their parents to a degree Mm -hmm. but I also think having the access we do to the news Mm -hmm. and to other opinions has kind of led us stray from that as strongly as past generations yeah it's definitely different you know it's it's easy to just look up like okay tell me everything about this person and 30 seconds go Mm -hmm. you know but it's also can be kind of a double-edged sword because so much of what people put in the media can be lies or mistruths or bias or Mm -hmm. anything about different political parties so it's really hard to know what is true and what isn't true especially with this past election that we just had with for a governor Mm -hmm. and everything a lot of like the commercials and the ads and just the social media stuff that i saw wasn't even like you should vote for me because i do this it was you shouldn't vote for this person because they did this and i'm like why just which just focus I, on yourself. <laughs> when I was watching those, I was like, with Gen Z coming into the scene, I think we could improve those ads so much oh because God, yes. literally th- they just get tuned out immediately. I don't care who yeah. you are. They are being tuned out because you know their lies, you know their mm-hmm. exaggerations, mm-hmm. and you know the purpose of it is just – and they're so poorly produced. I they know, are horrible. Like, <laughs> as someone who wants to do literally that, I'm like, ugh. Right. Uh. I just know they could do such – better for themselves if they focus on uh promoting what they can do for everyone and do it in a well-produced like they are spending so much money running these five times an hour they could run it once an hour Mm -hmm. and do it well produced and have such a better effect exactly that's what i'm saying but like those ads (laughs) it's they're almost funny like i would watch them and like all my entire family are just like uh-huh. They're comically bad. <laughs> it's really bad. It's maybe, oh, maybe that's maybe that's the intention, but that's yeah, it's bad. But they spend. Oh, it's insane how much money they spend on that. Yeah, or like, real. well, not necessarily them, but people contributing to their campaign. Yeah, yeah campaign um, runners and all that. Jazz. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but so I think that the media is really heavily tied with cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Where, <laughs> what is your familiarity with that, and where do you notice its prevalence? It, with politics specifically or just in general? Just in any degree. Yeah. Cancel culture is has always been a thing, I feel like. But in the past, I want to say for like 
maybe four or five years, it's become really, really big Mm -hmm. where it's just like, oh, canceled, you know, like, yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially like social media influencers Mm -hmm. and like, like, look at like Shane Dawson, for example. Yes. He years and years and years and years ago would post stuff on YouTube, like really offensive things that at the time Mm -hmm. nobody really thought anything about. yeah. Yeah. But then it came to bite him in the butt 10 years later. You know, so cancel culture like that can be it's it really shows like whatever you put on the Internet will come back to Mm -hmm. bite you because it feels like every like people are getting canceled every single day. That's why your digital footprint matters, because like employers care because that's going to reflect on them. Mm -hmm. But it reflects badly on them because you can get canceled for that kind of thing. Exactly. And it's not something like. Nowadays, I feel like people get canceled over the littlest things. And some people Mm -hmm. just don't care. Some people are just like, oh, whatever. But yeah, it's not something to be taken lightly, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, because at the end of the day, like, everyone will say something. People will make mistakes. Sometimes people will say things offensively and think nothing of it. But it's so just like... This generation, it's like they're like hawks. Like you say, you yeah. say something like a slur or something just bad. They're like, mm, you're done, you're done, and then they don't let you let it go. Which I think that there does need some level of accountability in yeah. that because you are harming someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there needs like a lot of the context needs to be included in that, and also mm-hmm. not just writing them off. It's if it's like not to say that it's a little thing, but on the scale of things, it falls on the lower side of like saying a slur when you're 14 compared to committing a crime when you're well into your 20s yeah you know and again it's like especially like being 21 I went to a really a small private high school with the majority of the population being Mm -hmm. white and when we were like it was also a high school and middle school it was like pre-k through oh okay graduation so I grew up with these people and like when I was in like the fifth or sixth grade hearing white guys just like drop the n-word was almost like it was almost normal to Mm -hmm. me i never personally did it but i would be kind of like okay whatever but now it's like everyone knows better yeah you know it's like this not necessarily the severity of it but it's like you wouldn't find someone just casually doing that like it well i mean you do unfortunately but unfortunately i grew up in a very small (laughs) (laughs) rural redneck town (laughs) yep very conservative saying the inner word is still very commonly oh, like it is very common but it's it's I not mean, as I accepted think, now yeah when, i think the political climate has kind of been like but now the joke is they know it's wrong but they and, still, but they, still they make the joke oh you're gonna get canceled and then laugh it off yeah yeah when you're 14 years old 10 years ago it's not as big of a deal when you just drop it when you're playing a video game because it's like whatever at the time but now it's like a much bigger deal. I mean, personally, I think it's always been like, just don't say it. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone should say it or any slur at all. But there wasn't like a, a social accountability that if you do say it, there's going to mm-hmm. be something bad that happens. Everyone just accepted it as a norm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which is like, I, for what I've noticed in cancel culture is that in politics, it's people. <laughs> saying they are getting canceled when they're being held accountable Mm -hmm. in social media and like influencers in that degree Mm -hmm. it's people actually getting canceled yeah but usually they're gonna have a comeback like it's kind of just gonna be swept under the rug eventually which i think is why it's such a joke which is like like james charles how many times (laughs) he get canceled he just keeps going i'm like and he's doing bad things he is he's already been demonetized all of his collaborations have been cut off and has done <laughs> so much stuff and it's just like he just keeps going i'm like james stop it just get off youtube let's, You're let's take it back how do you think your political perspective has mm-hmm. been affected by 
what we see on the media versus if we had grown up the way our parents have? I think I would be a lot more sure of myself because Mm -hmm. everything in the media nowadays makes me second guess myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially living in Georgia, which is obviously in the South. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm surrounded by a lot of more of the conservative people and Republican people. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. I've been I've had this mindset because it's been drilled into me, not by my parents, but by people around me, by media around me, that if you are a 21 year old person like like me, I'm 21 years old, Mm -hmm. I'm bisexual, I'm a woman. And if I vote Republican, then there's something wrong with me that I'm a really that I'm a bad person and I don't Mm -hmm. care about other people. And I'm like, I don't agree with that necessarily. Yeah. You know, and it's the same for the other the other like the other uh, narrative, you know, and it's just I feel like if I didn't have media influencing my thoughts and opinions, then I would be able to be a lot more sure of my own beliefs. Political. I mean, you're because you're not just voting for the policies that get the headlines Mm -hmm. that is five or six policies of their entire if they're elected their entire term exactly and a lot of people also bring in like personalities wise so if you look at trump versus biden you cannot sit here and tell me that trump is a good person i don't Mm -mm. care what your political belief is you can think he's the greatest president in the world he is a bad person Mm -hmm. he's not a good person you know, if someone says they think Trump is a good person, I'm like, mm, you're a red flag. Go away. <laughs> but just, like, based on his actions and, like, his own, what he has said before, and that's, you know. But, you know, there were definitely some of his policies that I was like, okay, these aren't bad, but how can I separate the policy from the person? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's where I also would get super tripped up for. And it's like, I didn't vote for Trump, and I can say that confidently. I never have, and I never will. But if I had, I would feel, like, self-conscious because it's like, I don't want people to think that I support a terrible person. hmm you know, which I don't support a terrible person. But. but, you know, some people just voted for Trump because he was the Republican representative exactly. and not because they believe in anything he had to say, not because they believe mm-hmm. he was a good person. Mm-hmm. It's because he was representing Republican and Biden was representing the Democrats. Yeah. Which is also like why politics is so horrible. Yeah, it's <laughs> Horrible now because there's it's, it's a two-sided coin and that's it. Mm-hmm. You just get one or the other, mm-hmm. and that's part of it being a two-party system. Yeah, I mean... Which would be very incredibly hard to grow out of. Yeah, I personally think take away the red versus the blue and just straight up, like, look at the person and their policies. Don't look at if they're Republican or Democrat. Yeah. You know, but again... You I get the reveal at the end of the election. Yeah, <laughs> plot twist. You're a Republican. You voted Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> which, again, I don't know much about politics, so I don't know how, like, legitimate that is, because I know some people are very married to their parties but yes they are and i know again not everything is black and white because a lot Mm -hmm. of people did separate themselves from their party because of the past couple elections Mm -hmm. um (laughs) very fairly yeah (laughs) i think also that people are so on your like topic of we live in the south or whatever Mm -hmm. but we also live in a flip state exactly we voted blue in this past like the state now the two past elections and a lot of people like to be degrade the south yeah and say that they're so bad and oh that's the conservative territory you know some counties are yeah and it's more so the major cities that are blue but that's (laughs) still it's all (laughs) it's all still georgia population like everyone here lives in georgia lives in the south Mm -hmm. maybe it's not as rural in some areas but and in the north in some cases they are just as like conservative yeah 
and they want to ignore that. Like some towns in the north are extremely racist, and some towns in the south are extremely racist, yeah. and they want to separate that and say that the south is worse because they are typically thought of as red. Yeah, and it's again, it's why I think we need to get completely rid of the red or the blue system because it's like you can't base someone's like someone's political beliefs are not their personality it's not who Mm -hmm. they are like if you make it your entire personality fine that's okay but at the end of the day like you are not who you vote for Mm -hmm. and I think that people forget that and they start pointing fingers and they start yelling and screaming and saying well you live in Georgia and you vote a Republican so you must be a racist homophobic jerk Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, no, not necessarily, you know. There are, there's, there's a scale. America just likes to stay on one side. Exactly. (laughs) One side or the other. Yeah, I've met plenty of racist, homophobic liberals, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've met plenty of like, again, my mom, she's Republican, but she's one of the more accepting people I've ever met in my life. You Mm -hmm. know, like. Which I think that also, there's a lot of hypocrisy. I mean, there's like just a lot. Everything, again, everything's Mm -hmm. not black and white. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of conversation that goes into a belief. People will say that they won't support homeless people. They don't think that homeless people deserve Mm -hmm. government assistance. But they'll be the first person to take someone in if they get laid off or help out their friend. Yeah. It's just separating yourself or, like, putting yourself in their shoes, which is, you know, it's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, nothing is as it seems. Mm -mm. Ever. So looking forward... Mm -hmm. How do you anticipate or just even hope that your political perspective can improve, not necessarily your beliefs, but just like the state of politics right now? Yeah, I just personally, I want everyone to be more of a, uh, more understanding of each other and of others. Conversation. Exactly. It is more accepting. You know, a lot of people... I wouldn't even say accepting, but just willing to listen. Like, you don't have to accept their beliefs. You don't have to believe their beliefs. But everyone gets mad if you try to talk to them about your beliefs and say that you're trying to change Mm -hmm. theirs. Yeah, like... But nothing's going to happen either side. Yeah, like, you can have conversations about it and be like, this is what I believe. Well, this is what I believe. All right, cool. You know, but, you know, it's it's people who I feel like nowadays don't want to talk about it because they don't want to either defend their belief or get in mm-hmm. an argument about it. Like, personally, the reason I don't talk about it is because I don't want to get in arguments with people. I just, I'm like, I don't care yeah, enough I didn't to, talk about anything in high school. Yeah, I was like, I don't care enough to sit here and have to defend my beliefs because they're my beliefs. They're nobody mm-hmm. else's. So it's like, I want people to be able to feel like they can discuss what they believe in and what they want for, for the future without getting bashed. Mm-hmm. You know, because... There are takes that I will take to the grave, but Mm -hmm. there are more. There's conversations to be had about other things that you have to reach a common ground. But I don't think common ground should be needed on things like the color of people's skin, their religion, their sexual orientation. Like, it's really no one else's business. Yeah, stuff like that, I feel like, doesn't even need to be negotiable. I think it just, Mm -mm. it's just like that. It is what it is. And you can't sit here and, like, argue, like, you can't sit here and tell me that I'm a straight woman. Like, I'm not. Yeah. You know, and you can't sit here and change my mind. What advice do you have for people who don't really know where to put themselves on the political scale, but feel the pressure that they have to, to participate in politics? I guess just for right now, especially with today's society, just, there's nothing wrong with having your own beliefs, but... If you feel like you're going to get judged for it, you can just keep it to yourself. You know, you don't 
nobody said that you have to announce your political beliefs to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to, you know, look for things and look for questions and answers. But, you know, you don't have to announce it to the world. And if your friends decide they don't want to be friends with you because of your political beliefs, you know, that's on them, not you. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the end of the day, you do you. <laughs> and I think it is very possible to be politically ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And not tie yourself down to sure. one thing or disclose what your political beliefs are. Yeah, You exactly. can participate in the conversation and not disclose any of your own opinions or mm-hmm. tie yourself directly to one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Because, again, there are two sides of everything and mm-hmm. there's also compromise everywhere Yeah, that we struggle with as a country. Yeah, I mean, we are all different, so... Well, thank you, Rowan, for joining us today on Turn on a Dime and thank sharing some... Me. some experiences of growing up in the digital age and how it has affected your view on politics Mm -hmm. and view of media thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of turn on a dime but wait the content doesn't stop there for more conversations on this episode's content head over to my blog at hannahosbornebiz.wixsite/turnonadime. the blog and website are also linked to my instagram at turn on a dime podcast tune in every monday at 3 p.m for more episodes This has been Turn on a Dime.